Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation podcast brothers and sisters. It is us once again here at Tree Hill Wrestling Federation episode 27, season two, episode five of One Tree Hill. I will dare or I will Osprey dare. I'm glad you said that because I would have totally fucked up pronouncing the name. <laughs> you would have said ass spray or something along those well, lines. Well, it's not like written as ass spray, but <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Either way. It's a wrestling thing. I of don't course know. it is. Because that's what we do at this podcast as we amalgamate the worlds of One Tree Hill and the wonderful world of wrestling. I am once again Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Cosker, and I just thought of a really interesting idea with our stickers. Ooh, uh, okay, regale me, babadocious one. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so our stickers scream wrestling, but they don't scream anything One Tree Hill. Well, it has TH in it, which is Tree Hill. I know, but when it's just THWF, no one knows what the fuck that means. So we, we're officially announcing here we on this stickers. episode that we officially, official have stickers for Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Mm-hmm. So in the coming days and weeks, we'll be having some TikTok videos and some social media to... Kind of have a pair, a pairing piece with this announcement. And yes, we have stickers and we'll be posting it, posting pictures of it. And I was thinking that maybe we should be charging $3.16 for them. Of course you would say (laughs) $3.16. How about (laughs) $4.20? Or $6.66? That's a lot for a sticker. I mean, they're, they're a decent sized sticker. They're a nice sticker. If you're a fan of the Attitude Era of wrestling, obviously you're going to love it because it's literally the font of the WWF Attitude Era. But yeah, you could put it on your car. You could put it on your fridge. You could put it on your, your chest. Laptop. You could put it on your laptop. You could put it all. If you buy enough, you can wallpaper your entire house with them. Do you imagine somebody just wallpapers their house with Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast stickers? Or at least like (laughs) one room. One room in their house. Or an entire wall. That's insane. Actually, the company where we got the stickers from does custom wallpapers. Sonic Bark Vinyl in Chilliwack. They're pretty awesome. Sonic Bark Vinyl Co. out in Chilliwack, British Columbia. Major shout out to those dudes uh, hooking us up with some pretty sick ass stickers. So as I said, make sure you follow us on the TikToks and the Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. And you'll you be able to listen to my sticker idea for next stickers. We got one tree hill eyes stickers next time. Yeah, dude. But 
first things first. We got to get <laughs> these out into the world. Mm-hmm. And once p- people start seeing pictures of these stickers, they're going to want one. And I sure they don't mind paying $3.16 for them. So major props to Sonic Bark Vinyl Co. here in Chilliwack with these amazing fucking stickers that amalgamate Tree Hill and wrestling. You can also listen to us on all the streaming sites, including Spotify. Oh, I'm surprised you're not doing the fucking thing. Okay. Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, fuck off, Apple Podcast, (laughs) iHeartRadio, Deezer, and no longer Pandora, and no longer Stitcher. Rest in peace. At the end of the month, there's a little bit of time. Anyways, yes, we are now stickerfied. Maybe shirts. Got that? Maybe shirts down the road. Maybe Mm -hmm. some sweater vests. Maybe some turtlenecks. Anybody want a Tree Hill Wrestling Federation turtleneck? How about underwear? Maybe condoms. Who knows where this is going to take us? At treehillwf.podcast on TikTok tends to be taken off a little bit because we have well over 50,000 views on our videos now. So we muchly appreciate all the fans out there, the followers, and everybody watching Erin talk about her favorite wrestlers and their names that she has dubbed all of them, and how many people love the Heart Foundation and oh, Brett the off. Hitman Heart. No. <laughs> and we love Brett Hart here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. But first... We're starting off with One Tree Hill. Yes, we are. So this episode, you were like, what the fuck is going on? Because there was no recap. No recap at the beginning, which is very scary to me. Because A, I enjoy the recap because it reminds me what happened in the last episode. And B, it's just kind of one of those things. There's like, there's a recap. Then there's the intro. Then they get into the episode. But they just went right into the fucking episode. It's like those episodes of Monday Night Raw where there's no intro. There's no nothing. They just go right into a fucking match. Well, they end up doing the intro later on. Later on. They get right into the episode. So the core group of friends, they're opening their lockers starting their school day. And there's these weird envelopes in their lockers Mm -hmm. addressed to each one of them. How did those envelopes get in there if their lockers are locked? I mean, I used to just like slip it in the little vent thing. In, not the vent, but like there was a gap, like the little like, gap yeah. between the top. Sure. I would just stick it in there because at the side, you couldn't really slide it in. There was a little bit of a lip there, so you couldn't really jimmy anything in there. But okay. the top or the bottom, it was doable. So the core group of friends have these um, things in their lockers. Felix is strutting his shit down the hallway, and he's grinning. He's like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, everyone's getting my shit now. This guy's a fucking douchebag, man. I know. I don't like him. So the group all gathers later on at the end of the school day at Karen's Cafe, And Felix has gathered everyone here because these invites were for something specific. And it is dare night. Not truth or dare, but just dare. Just dare. Mm. (laughs) Like dare program, like the dare program we had to do when we were in school to say no to drugs. (laughs) How did dare program work out for you? I smoke weed once in a while. Not 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> D.A.R.E. program didn't work out for me very well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I passed it at least, but that was in sixth grade before I started smoking weed in eighth grade. And, you know, drinking too. I like also having drinks. Eighth, ninth grade. <laughs> A lot of people that listen to this podcast know that Erin really likes to get her drink on. And we like to have a few brewskis here while we're recording. (laughs) But yes, continue about dare night. So he explains that this is just a night of fun and he wants everyone to participate, including Junk and Fergie, Skills, Mouth. Tim didn't get an invite, but he's there. And Tim has taken a scrap piece of paper or a scrap envelope and wrote his own name (laughs) on it. And so Felix is asking everyone who wants to participate to throw their envelopes in the middle of the table. Haley starts it. Haley's down. And uh, everyone's throwing them in. And then Tim throws his down. And everyone's Which he's not even a part of this fucking game. He's... Everyone's laughing and... You know what, Felix is just like, yeah, whatever, fuck it. I'll let him join. But Brooke and Lucas also need to join. Yes, reluctantly they do join. Yes. They're not really into the idea. Lucas does not like Felix at all currently. I don't understand why anybody would like Felix at this point. I think Peyton and Haley are kind of intrigued by him. Well, they him. think he's hot, that's why. That's about it. Yeah. There's nothing else going for this guy. He's an ass. That's the thing. He's a heel, but he's not like a cool heel like Dan Scott is, you know? He's just a heel heel. And not only that... I'll get to that later in the episode. Oh, my God. I'll get there. I'll get there, brother. So, Lucas is the first one to start Darren Knight off. He has a bunch of clothes that he has to return (laughs) while wearing them including bras and you know just different outfits yeah he reads the card he's like return these clothes while wearing them so these dare cards are all like double side part one is on the front you flip it over and have part two and it reveals kind of the crux of what's going Mm -hmm. on here yeah lame guy is lame he likes to do lame things, so he gets all the friends to do lame things with him because he's lame. Because he wants to make friends. That's why he's doing this. Lame guy's lame. Yeah. Um, so Felix says it's girls against the guys, but because the guys are kind of outnumbering the girls, Felix is going to be on the girls' team. Of course. Because oh, he wants to be with Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a big... Brooke Davis fan, as we can all tell. She's not a fan. She's not a fan. But you know what? The way these fucking shows go is this always happens where guy is interested in girl. Girl wants nothing to fucking do with him. He keeps pining over her. He keeps doing things with her or for her. They end up spending a whole bunch of time together. And then eventually she finally gives in, starts dating him, and then either A, does really well and enjoys it, or B, actually fully realizes how much of a dick he is and dumps him. It's usually how these things go. Usually. Andy goes out and invites Karen to dinner. Oh, yeah. He wants to invite her out to D and not dinner. Oh, my God. You know exactly what fucking Mr. Hargrove here wants to give to Karen and it's not just dinner I'll tell you that much oh god 
You are ridiculous, you know that. You know I'm not wrong. Does he or does he not want to bone Karen? I'm not saying anything. It's quite obvious he does. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying anything. There we go. (laughs) So their dinner, though, is like walk along the boardwalk and, you know, get pizza out of a pizza cart or whatever a like, dude that's worth 50 hot dog it was a hot dog a I dude think. that's worth 50 million dollars and this is the idea of a great first day oh just wait <laughs> just wait um lucas is doing his dare and you know he's returning shirts that he's wearing bras that he's wearing he's having a good time he's just off on his own Haley and peyton are paired up and they have to eat Five pickled eggs. Have I you was, ever eaten pickled yes, eggs? Yes, I have. And they're interesting, but to me, they're not disgusting at all, at all because A, I love eggs. B, I love pickles. So what's wrong with pickled eggs? Nothing. So this is like this gross out dare. That, can't it even does eat. seem very gross. I've never done it. I don't know, man. Pickled eggs aren't that bad. I don't know. You gotta try them someday. No. You don't know. You've never tried them. How do you know? You can't judge. Plus, it's eggs. I know. But pickled? Gotta try them, dude. They're interesting. (laughs) I love pickles. I love eggs. They don't mix. Do you know what mixes well with pickles, though? Disagree, because... Peanut butter. Oh, my God. Peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Eggs do mix well with... I find pickles because potato salad has a ton of eggs and pickles if you want it in there. And potato salad with those ingredients are fucking great. It's not eggs literally pickled in pickle juice. I'm an egg connoisseur. I think I know my shit. (laughs) Anyways, so Tim and Nathan's first card, they have to go to the spa and at the back it says happy ending. They have to ask for the happy ending, which Tim is fucking jacked. He knows exactly what happy ending means. At least he thinks. Tim... Or, it wasn't ask for the happy ending. It was ask for the special. Yeah, it was the special. The special. It? You knew it would be happy but ending. He, but. For him, he's like, happy ending. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, Tim fucking Tim, I tell you. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. He's such a moron. He is, but, you know. To me, he's not even a lovable moron. He's just a straight moron. Like, I don't understand why. Nathan wants anything to do with this guy. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. Because he helps kind of bump Nathan up. Like, Is it Nathan's that whole, like, as... the pretty girl has to have an ugly friend just to make her look prettier? Like, Nathan needs a stupid friend so it makes him look smarter? Yeah. <laughs> have you befriended ugly people just to make yourself look better? No, not for that reason. Okay. I've just, and like, I don't know. I feel like pretty is such a subjective it's thing. A subjective Ugly thing. is such a subjective thing. I've hung Personal out with preference. people that I wouldn't necessarily like, if I were to swing that way, I would never want to go on a date with them. But I'm not attracted to them at all. But then there's people that are very attracted to them. See, that's the thing, because you're not shallow, dude, like most of the people in this fucking show. But you know who's not shallow? Who? Maria fucking Menunos. Jules. 
Maria Jules. Fucking Manuno. Jules. I guess she plays Jules in the show. Whatever. <laughs> That's her character's name. Maria F. and Manunos. We need Maria F. and Manunos in the ECW font shirts because she is fucking awesome. And the biggest reason why she's awesome because she's a huge wrestling fan. Damn it. Oh my God. She loves wrestling. She's been a part of SummerSlams and WrestleMania. She does announcing all sorts of shit. She loves wrestling. This and is that the wrestling that's segment. That's. How we amalgamate, dude, is Maria fucking Menounos is here as Jules. The way Sean reacted, he literally paused and got up on his, like, he was fucking kneeling on the couch and he was, like, jumping up and down, basically. I was like, are you fucking high? I mean, I was was stoked for Gavin DeGraw, kind of stoked for Cheryl Crow. But, man, this is a good guest spot. Like, awesome. Because it's not like some weird fucking musical guest. It's like this legit, awesome actor, wrestling fan. Oh, I love her. So Jules um, enters the dealership. It's nighttime. Surprising it's open that late in Tree Hill. But whatever. Keith is obviously there because Dan is in no shape to be running his own dealership right now. And uh, Jules wants to buy a car. She knows exactly how much it is. Yep. And she doesn't want to haggle on anything. She just wants to buy the car. And Keith says to her, like, maybe you should test drive it first. At least. I think Keith kind of has the hots for her. And he's like. Who doesn't? She's Maria fucking Menounos. But how many test drives have we gone on with vehicles? Yeah. Fair amount. And we haven't had someone from the dealership go on the ride with us. That's America, dude. It's so weird. This is 2004 where they don't trust people to take test drives by themselves. In Canada, they're just like. (laughs) Go ahead. Here. We have a copy of your driver's license. Yeah. Go on. What if we have just have fun? What if we just took the fucking car just down to the states and just like didn't bring it back? <laughs> I'm sure they have a photocopy of our driver's license, babe. Fair enough. They know what license plate is on the car because they put it on there. You just set fire to it. Oh my god, you are such a crazy person. <laughs> So, Brooke and Felix, their error is to get a table at this restaurant that's very difficult to get a table at, apparently. Felix had apparently made a reservation, but he was trying to get Brooke to get the table on her own. Right. Um, And now they have to have dinner together. Of course, his fucking dare is have a date with me. Yeah. Yeah. What an ass. I don't like this guy. I don't like him either, man. Mouth skills, Junk and Fergie are at the batting cages, and they their dare is to take baseballs to the head. Oh, they got to hit, uh, got to hit a baseball at a batting cage, and then they flip the card over to the head. Yeah. <laughs> and this dare does get repeated later on. Brooke and Haley have to do the same Same one. thing. Yeah. Um, Tim and Nathan are side by side at this spa, <laughs> laying on their stomachs with towels covering them. And 
Tim's like, I gotta get the special. I gotta get the special. And she's like, okay, eh, full eh. body wax. <laughs> Brazilian, dude. <laughs> full fucking body wax. Brazilian included. Nathan is like, he's, fuck no. <laughs> he's not having any of this shit. So he pieces the fuck out while Tim is literally getting destroyed oh. by the fucking, what do you call that? It's like that weird, like, it's substance. Wax that wax but isn't there another name for it like it's it, wax it's just wax that's all it is yeah oh never done it i have i've had my legs waxed i've had my legs waxed and i've had them sugared sugared, sugared is a more like common one now but it's also newer how does that work it's just like gentler on skin i think so not like the steve carell moment from 40 year old virgin <laughs> It's like it's still hot. But ah, Kelly Clarkson. It's not like with the wax. What they do is they put the wax on your skin and lay a sheet of like the paper on right. it. Yeah, and then they rip it off. With the sugaring wax, they just like use that to pull the hair out. They don't use like paper on top of it. It's gentler from my understanding. Interesting. It did. It didn't hurt as much as the regular wax. Good. Still hurts like a bitch. But, <laughs> you know, the things you do to be pretty. And you know what also will hurt Brooke like a bitch is the other side of this card that Felix has given her on this dinner date that they have. Yeah. Uh, he, so he's making quips at her about being anorexic or whatever. And then she orders the most expensive entree. She orders two of them and says she's really hungry. But then Felix is like, oh, I'll be right back and leaves. Yeah. Probably like jumps out the window of the bathroom or some shit. And she's like, where the fuck are you? And yeah, it turns out the back of the card says dine and dash. So now she has to leave. Question, have you ever dined and dashed before? No. No. No, I always pay my tab. Really? I would never. Like, think of it this way. The person who is serving you all night, if you dine and dash, that comes out of their money. Like, what they're supposed to get paid. Yeah, but that's I've, not fair. Sure. But in my situation where I have dined and dashed before, what if said server shows up one time and does not pay any attention to you and ignores you the entire rest of the night? Like it doesn't even come around to give me the bill. Does not see if I want a drink. Comes, asks for my food, gives me my food. That's all I see her all night. Not another word. And I, I literally wanted to pay the bill and wanted her to come bring me the bill. And she did not. And I did not see her at all. Did you try waving her down? Yep. Okay. Well, then she got what she Ignored got. Ignored the entire night. Then she got what she got. But, you know, I just, I feel like it's such a disrespectful thing to do for the people who are working there. I agree. Especially if they are, like, sometimes they are really busy and you might not get the constant attention that, some it's places not like will I give need you. constant attention. No. It's just like, I just want my bill. I just want a drink. I just yeah. want the things that I came here and paid, want to pay for to get. 
Yeah. I'm not even getting that. Yeah. Then sucks to be her. <laughs> exactly, dude. But otherwise, never. Never. I've never had service that bad. I've had bad service. Maybe I gave them a 15% tip instead of 20 or a 10% when 10% was at least somewhat respectful or respectable, whatever. But like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Lucas is now returning a pair of jeans and obviously he's wearing them. <laughs> so now he's Peter Pantless. So n- now he's in his boxers and this girl is kind of creeping around and like kind of watching what he's doing. This mysterious woman. Yes. And uh, so mall cops are coming to nab Lucas and... You know, kick him out of the mall. Yeah, and fucking Paul Blart mall cop trying to chase down oh fucking God. a fucking varsity basketball player. So Lucas starts to run and this girl knocks over a clothing rack and is like trying to get him to follow her like to her SUV. Yeah. So she can help him. Nice. New character. Same skin tone as Felix, who is also a new character. Interesting. You, you already mentioned new character. New character. You mentioned new character twice. Yeah. In that sentence. New characters. Are you high? Did you go out and smoke <laughs> a joint when I was going I and grabbing us McDonald's? <laughs> I wish, dude. Jesus. So after Tim's full body wax, their next dare is they had to dress up in these girl guide outfits. <laughs> And try and sell some boxes of Girl Guide cookies. You know, I, I going into this with the intro the way it was and feeling that this is like a very Felix-heavy episode, I felt, well, if it's a Felix-heavy episode, it's probably going to be dog shit. And why would I watch this? But at this point, with Nathan and Tim dressing up as Girl Guides, it's, it's quite fun. It was pretty funny. <laughs> They're in skirts and everything and heels. Like, well, not heels. They were like kitten heels you know with the one but they inch. had like the pulled up socks to it their knees so funny. Oh, this is good shit they were adorable looking <laughs> back to jules and keith jules do is doing this test drive and she's like you know talking i don't want a cd t- changer i don't want this and you know, salesmen, like car salesmen are such a jerks. And he's like, he's, I'm a mechanic. He's not even a fucking car salesman. He's a fucking mechanic. <laughs> what does he know about selling cars? But she gets nervous, runs a stop sign. She gets nervous. And she hits the curb very lightly. But Sean's like, car accident. Fuck sakes. You dude. took the words right out of my mouth. Here we are. Now, there has been many prospective car accidents, like car accidents that almost happened, even in the last episode with Felix and Lucas with their fucking drag race. But I digress. This, number three, chalk it up. Car accident! Maria Menounos is in a fucking car accident. I don't care what you say. It counts. She hit a curb. Barely. It counts. Third car accident. Oh, my God. Counts, brother. I've hit a curb harder than that. (laughs) Yeah. What time was that? How many times have you done that? 
Get out of here. <laughs> so Mouth and the gang, they have to do karaoke. Mouth is the better singer and dancer of all of them. <laughs> Marginally, yes. <laughs> he's a white boy. He's also the one that's just more willing to do that kind of shit. Yeah, he's just kind of a nerdy kid, whatever. At first, everyone's kind of booing him, but then everyone starts to kind of so get into it. he's pretty funny. I, he's pretty awesome. I think Mouth's pretty great, honestly. He's pretty Mal's hilarious. Mouth's awesome. Before, okay, before we continue on here, though, okay, they keep going to the cafe karen's cafe that's kind of like their meeting point they gotta meet there at midnight after Mm -hmm. all this shit's done uh after this date between brooke and felix he's at the cafe waiting for her to dine and dash and meet up with them which she does Mm -hmm. who is running this cafe don't know Karen's not there. Open. The open sign is up. Karen's currently on a date with Andy, and Haley is doing this dare stuff. And so is Lucas. Jagelski is fucking in Timbuk, too. (laughs) And Lucas is on this fucking dare date, too. So who the fuck? Who has the keys? There must be another employee we don't know about. That we never see and have no idea about. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? And why this late? What cafes are open this late? I don't know. Starbucks is at least open until 10. I don't get it. (laughs) Tim Hortons is open late. That's Tim Hortons, dude. This is Karen's Cafe in Tree Hill. It's like three people in town. Three people oh my god we're down to three people <laughs> yet the group playing this dare night game is way more than three people three paying customers oh my god okay <laughs> anyways karen and andy are still on their date and they're walking and karen reveals to andy that she's a mom here's the thing and this is something to take note of she doesn't reveal the age of her son. She just said that she has a son. She has a son. Also, before we before we get back to that, you forgot what song that mouth was singing at karaoke. Oh my god. What song was he singing? You go on to that. <laughs> oh, you're so excited to talk about my it. turn to talk about how I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> big butts. Yes, Sir Mix a lot. Triple X throwdown. And yes, I do like big butts, literally and figuratively. Okay, go ahead. But yes, so Karen's a mom. Sure. Lucas and this girl. They have to pick up money out of the fountain and then go and buy pizza with it or whatever. And they also need to do um, some like go in a photo booth together with a stranger. Anna is technically a stranger to Lucas. Currently. And, you know, so that's part of it with the dare. He's like, yeah, we'll do that. And then they have to make out in the photo booth. And so not only that, Elsa, she starts pulling down her fucking top 
while uh, pictures are being taken and then the pictures come out. And he's well, that's like, the thing. She kicks him out. She mm-hmm. says he can't be there for it. She flashes the camera and then she takes the pictures before he can even mm-hmm. get to it. Mm-hmm. Seems like Elsa is a little interested in Lucas Elsa. Here. Yeah. Bro. How can you not like Frozen? It's um, a great movie. Here's Both why... I didn't watch Frozen for the longest time. Were you like fighting against it? Yes. And here's why. I had a three-year-old when Frozen came out, so I kind of had to watch it. And I appreciate it. It's a good movie. Here's why. I was living in Yarrow at the time in a basement suite. Okay. And my upstairs neighbors, a.k.a. my landlords, a.k.a. my best friend's sister love them they were such a sweet family um her kids rooms were right above my room her son's room like both boys were in the room above me and then the daughter was in the room like next to my office um (laughs) they loved to try and wake me up in the morning by singing let it go go, through the vents don't hold me back anymore sweetest children but oh my god i got so (laughs) sick of that song but that's the thing is that shouldn't affect because you didn't watch the movie that shouldn't affect anything about the movie itself because it's a great fucking movie it made me not want to watch the movie for (sighs) so long and then finally i did end up watching it because a certain ex-boyfriend of mine got me to watch it and what did you think of it it was okay. It's fucking awesome. Moving on. It was okay. Um. So now, <laughs> Brooke and Felix are at their next dare. Oh. And this next dare is they had to go into a graveyard uh-huh. and take a picture in an open grave. One of them had to be in an open grave. So, oh, fuck off. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this, dude. I open, know. Get out of here. Open grave. Like, literally two months before in this timeline of WWF, WWE, two months before where we started was a buried alive match between The Undertaker and fucking Mankind where the winner of the match was the one who buried his opponent alive in a grave. Amalgamate. Oh, boy. So, anyways... Felix gets Brooke to go down there because a you know she's lighter she'd be able to he'd be able to pull her out yeah um and she wouldn't be able to pull him out and be just you know he's a dick (laughs) of course so they both end up in there because the cops are there yeah cops show up they're trying to bust them because i guess someone reported that there's kids walking around in this graveyard well big boss mans are here and so they have to jump in the fucking open grave with the undertaker before the executioner mankind paul bear bradshaw and all the others can bury him then Brooke has to give Felix a boost out and then he pulls her out and she's like what is with this fucking dare night and he's like oh you know like it's just fun let's just have fun for a night okay eh, whatever so skills yeah. mouth and everyone I like their next dare they're at the zoo and their dare is to go and steal an animal from the zoo Skills is terrified of animals, Skills by is the way. Bitch. There is, Skills I mean, is a bitch. 
<laughs> he's all like this cool fun kind of like tough guy you know whatever <laughs> he hangs out with lucas river he's a fucking bitch man scared of turtles and shit <laughs> so they're in the snake den with jake the snake roberts oh my god fuck off snakes don't scare me yeah me either. at all i love snakes but <laughs> skills is fucking oh terrified. dude he he's was, losing his yeah. mind he's pretty fucking mortified here he was not happy so they're trying to find something to steal at this point peyton and Haley had to go to a church and they had to do a confessional thing and there was a whole script Ooh. and it was about impure thoughts about, about the neighbor's dog, dog. Yeah. and it was like Anyways, Haley was like, I'm trying to not be eternally damned. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm out. And then Peyton was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But But then it it, it turns out to be this fucking super real moment. here. Yeah. Peyton starts going on about, you know, her mom. She misses her. She's probably so disappointed in her. I wonder if she saw me take that bump bump of coke damn dude last week and it was like whoa because it, that's the thing it wasn't revealed <laughs> that she did and i was like yeah because it was just like a whatever kind of thing after it happened they didn't show if she did it or not that she didn't say if she did it or not mm-hmm. and here we are she's at this fucking confessional and what i said last week was and jokingly i said this was oh now fuck peyton's cokehead now oh <laughs> complete fucking cokehead <laughs> little did i know that that would be a correct pre dick sean and she actually did that bump with that fucking band manager yeah holy shit yeah wow did not see that one coming at all she did not seem like that kind of person and now she's in the confessional with father phil and she regrets it obviously obviously and the thing is is she's like you know saying that she hopes that like her mom would be proud of her and he was like, she she would be. Like, even though you go through some shit, they're not any less proud of you. They may be disappointed. Sure. But that doesn't mean they're less proud. Exactly. So, Jules and Keith are back at the dealership in one piece, might I add. And Jules has a thing for Keith. Lucky ass Keith. Shuck off. <laughs> And uh, does it feel like a bit of a redemption kind of storyline for Keith here, where it's just like everything just went to shit for him in season one? He got, you know, Karen doesn't want to fucking marry him. This happens. He has to leave. He's in a fucking car accident. His brother fucking hates him. All this shit. And now he's got this good job. His brother's not there. He's not involved. And now Maria Menounos, the fucking raddest fucking person ever, wants the D from him. Lucky dude. Yeah. Quite the redemption. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Do you think Dan's going to give him a hard time about it? Because this is technically a customer of Dan's. Sure. Whatever. There's no, uh, there's no customer employee, any kind of rules about that, technically. No, but Dan's Dan. Sure. Dan will go full heel mode on fucking Keith eventually when things go back to normal. But until then, Keith's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Might as well, right? Fuck, Someone's interested in him. Maria oh, my God. Get out of here. 
So Tim and Nathan's next dare, they have to go to this <laughs> mini golf. And <laughs> turns out, yeah. so on the dare card, there was a typo. And it's supposed to say, take a shot on hole number two. <laughs> Tim is reading it and the typo makes it say take a shit in hole number two and tim is down oh he has to take a number two on hole two. Oh my it's god it's fucking tim time fucking tim the tool man taylor time oh it's fucking tim tam time hey tim tams are pretty fucking good in coffee you introduced that to me that's life-changing yeah dude. bite opposite corners oh. off and suck the coffee through the tim tam and then eat the fucking coffee filled tim tam it's amazing the best thing ever fucking right so yeah it's fucking tim time he does a number two in hole two he's a fucking idiot uh so lucas and anna are done their dares well lucas's dares and lucas dares anna to call him yeah he dares fucking elsa to call him olaf oh my god but the thing is he invites her to go back to the cafe and meet the friends and she's like, no, I can't. And you're kind of like, well, why wouldn't she? Like, she's having fun on this with Lucas. She takes the pictures from the photo booth and rips it in half. So she takes away the picture of her titty boobs and, you know, says he's not going to get the bonus points. And uh, he has to head back. Uh <laughs> Skills, Mouth, Junk, and Fergie. Oh, they got an animal. They got a turtle. That Skills is absolutely terrifying. He thinks to, it's ferocious. He's not turtly enough for the turtle club, apparently, here. You know what's funny? What's that? Um, There's an episode in Sex and the City where there's a guy called the turtle. Really? Because yeah. he's like slow as fuck? No, other reasons, but... Oh, okay. His last name has something to do with it, but they call him the turtle. Okay. Anyways, yes. So, anyways, he has this turtle. Lucas doesn't reveal that he has these pictures with the stranger in the photo booth. And why? Well, and that's the thing. It cost him... It cost his team... Yeah, the game. The game. Yeah. The girls won... uh, there was a tiebreaker because there was it was tied. Um, Peyton and Brooke kiss. They fucking scissor because they're, no, they're scissor don't. sisters. Jesus. <sighs> and they won. So Tim, they're lesbians. Oh my god! Tim, Nathan, and Haley head back to the apartment, and Tim is going to take off because he thinks, well, Nathan's too busy to hang out with me. He's married. I kind of wish he was single, but you know. Well, after that whole uh, girl guide shit, Nathan just kind of fucking laid down the law with Tim, saying like, "Hey, like, I don't really have much time for you, dude. Like, you're kind of an idiot, and I'm with Haley now, so that's the way it is." That's the thing. Tim misses single Nathan. He misses the Nathan that would just be down to do anything with him, and that Nathan's gone. He's he's married. So Nathan's like, you know, I'm gonna throw this guy a bone. Let's play a game. Let's play NBA Live on PlayStation Two. Used to be shootout. Now it's NBA Live, which is the better game, by the way. NBA Live 05 is goaded as one of the greatest NBA basketball games of all time. Right up there with NBA Jam 
and NBA Street Volume 1, 2, and 3. Hmm. And then Anna's sitting in her room and Felix walks in. <laughs> Felix is her brother. Mm. And he asks, oh, how was the mall? And she's like, oh, you know, it was good. Nothing interesting. How was your night? Oh, it was good. I think we'll enjoy it here. Not revealing that she met Lucas. Two new characters, same skin tone, literally the male and female version of the person. (laughs) I called it right away that the second I saw her, I'm just like, that looks like Felix in female form. (laughs) This is literally Felix's sister. I do it right away. Uh Why is fucking Elsa here? Whatever the fuck her name is. Why is she helping Lucas? How does she know about this shit? All this stuff, right? She's wise to everything. She knows. Oh, totally. If her brother does this, like, in every town he goes to, they move around a lot from what it sounds like. Yeah. So, you know, she's used to it. She's wise to it. And, you know. Yeah. She just wanted to have fun. Sure. Be a part of it. Whatever. Uh, overall, not bad. There's some fun parts in that episode. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this show is trending downward a little bit with these new characters. New characters, new storylines, things are changing. I see what you're saying about this whole season two not being the greatest. I don't like the trajectory that this season is going down. Just wait. <sighs> no. No, no, no. Three dollar sign. Almost forgot the dollar sign there, dude. Dollar sign three point four five. We're well out of the fours now. Like we're not hitting the fours anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, who knows? Like for me, season two might not be the greatest. I've seen the series how many times through? That's the thing. Sure. And it took me a while to realize that season two wasn't all that great. I think like even the last go around, I was almost like, this is almost like skippable. Wow. Almost. A lot of people, there's a lot of people in some of the One Tree Hill Facebook groups that I'm in that they do skip seasons that they don't like. Wow. And I never would because it's honestly, it's part of the storyline. Just not as good as a lot of other stuff that happens, I guess. There's a lot of stuff that happens that's really, really awesome in the show. And I don't feel like I feel like season two does play a part for some a lot of the stuff that happens later on. I mean, it's season two. It's building. And that's the thing. And also, it's very new to me as well. I've never seen this shit before. So I have no point of reference besides season one. But I feel like some of the storylines in season two just feel really unfucking necessary hmm. right my favorite word <laughs> unfucking necessary but you know what's not unfucking necessary is the monday night raw's war after in your house high stakes otherwise known as revenge of the taker one night later, we're in Binghamton, April 21st, Raw is... It is my mom's birthday. War. Yeah. I'm sure Glynis celebrated her birthday that year watching this episode of Monday Night Raw, much like anyone else. No. Who would celebrate a birthday. We didn't have cable. Like, I celebrated a birthday one year, had my friends over and watched Monday Night Raw post-Royal Rumble because my birthday is around the Royal Rumble, dude. 
Your we mom's did not birthday. Have cable. Your mom's birthday was the day after Revenge of the Taker, and here we are. Brett is a fucking chicken shit. <laughs> fucking chicken shit. Could I just like let you cut a fucking twenty-five minute promo about how much you hate Brett Art right now? Because literally, <sighs> our TikToks now are getting tens of thousands of fucking views on how much you hate fucking Brett Hart. Fucking chicken shit. <laughs> Well, now he's got his fucking brothers helping him out. His it's, brothers. Uh, it's just so funny. So Stone Cold goes out to the ring and he's doing this whole thing. And he's like, fuck you, Bret Hart. Come down to the ring right now and I'll kick your fucking ass. And there's a whole countdown and everything. And <laughs> Bret does not go down. It's such a fucking chicken shit. He'll just show up on the screen. Oh boy. So yeah, Sir Austin gets out there all stone cold! Stone cold! Oh and God. he's here and we find out that on May 11th, the next pay-per-view in your house, cold day in hell, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin challenging The Undertaker for the World Wrestling Federation title. Mm-hmm. So not only does Austin have to deal with fucking Bret Hart here, he's got to deal with The Undertaker too. You feel like he's more focused on Bret, so it's going to be a little bit hard to turn his attentions to The Undertaker. Well, especially Bret's probably going to try and fucking distract him. Right, all this shit going on. Who knows, right? So <sighs> Vince is in the ring <laughs> interviewing Austin and Austin right away. First thing I want you to do, Vince McMahon, is shut your stinking hole. (laughs) And this is a sign of things to come with Vince and Stone Cold. But yeah, we give the one. It's funny, though, because Vince is like grinning the whole time. He's happy, dude. The whole time that Stone Cold's going off about Bret Hart, he's like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, Vince got shoved down by Bret. Vince is not happy about this whole thing that brett is doing he says he's flushing his career down the toilet Mm -hmm. vince is not impressed with him or the heart foundation right now so basically any foil to brett meaning stone cold right now vince is gonna be all over that he's stoked man yeah he is fucking so excited so yeah this countdown fucking ends and Austin's like well if you're not gonna fucking come out i'm gonna come back there and beat your ass for you find you You're going to fuck around. You're going to find out. And I'm going to come backstage. So he's heading backstage. And like you said, Brett shows up on the fucking big screen. He's like, I'm going to do it on my time. I'm not coming out there right now. What a fucking pussy. I'll go down there when I want to go down there. Because I'm the best there is. The best there was. And the best there ever will be. Not anymore, bitch. (laughs) He is the excellence of execution, and he doesn't want anything to do with Stone Cold, this dirty, stinking, low-down hyena, much like the American wrestling fans, just a bunch of hyenas. How many times does Bret Hart have to mention hyenas? Did he just watch Lion King like over <laughs> and over again? <laughs> It's got Lion King on repeat in the fucking locker room because it's I getting mean, them all stoked for the fucking hyenas. In 1997, I watched a lot of Lion King. I watched a lot of Lion King in 1997, <laughs> too. In between watching Monday Night Raw and pay-per-views. Oh, God, of course you did. <laughs> hyenas have no ethics. They have no morals. Just like oh, shut the up. American wrestling fans. They don't have family values. Actually, mm. hyenas, they, they travel in packs, so they do have family values. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyways, we go to commercial. Austin's fucking going back there. He's like, fuck you, Brett. I'm coming to get you. And he's just, oh, dude, it's just, it's fucking great shit, dude. Most of this episode is Austin and Brett. And we thank, thank God. the wrestling gods that most of this episode was Austin and Brett. Because the rest of the night, other than the final match, don't really fucking matter. I don't know. Ahmed Johnson, Tassel Boots is in this next match. He's got a match with the Sultan here, you know, and uh, Tassel Boots. Wait, did I just say Tassel Boots? <laughs> you did say Tassel Boots. Okay, I meant Thonginator. The Thonginator. I was just so excited about the Heart Foundation. I was just like fucking Tassel Boots, but no, it's not Tassel Boots. It's the fucking Thonginator. It's no, it's not the Thonginator. It's the accessorized Ahmed Johnson. With no, the it's fucking the Thonginator with the fucking seventeen knee pad and He's elbow pads and leg though. pads. He's it the feels Thonginator. Like, it feels like they multiply apply every week like these accessories that Ahmed has on him. the thonginator that sticks <laughs> what did we get on the thongometer this week it got a little cheeky but a little not cheeky much. not much like on a percentage base out of 100 how how much uh you know thong do we get in this one 30 30 30%. 30%. 30% 30% it is but now we understand that well also the Sultan. Where did his pointy boots go? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I call him pointy boots, and the pointy boots weren't and present. Now the, pointy, the pointy boots are gone. He still has the Vodonka donk, though. He's got quite the booty. Yeah. But no pointy boots. I guess Iron Sheik was like, his, fuck that. I'm taking those things back. His ass isn't as great as Thonginator's. That's true. Because he has, like, big, long, baggy pants. He doesn't have a thong to accentuate these things. <laughs> but now we realize that, yes... Ahmed Johnson, he... He's taking that challenge. He's taking the challenge, man. He's taking that fucking challenge. Cold day in hell, oh. May 11th, it's Ahmed, and he has to fight Savio, he has to fight Crush, and he has to fight Farouk. Ew. All in one night. Back to back to back. And if he can beat all three of them, we will abolish the nation. God. Of domination. And speaking of the nod. No. We are the nation of domination. Nation of domination. Put your fucking fist down. How many times do I have to tell you? We are the nation. Live and in color. Don't diss the man. <laughs> Oh, I'll bomb rush your mother. Be careful or else this is... <laughs> you gonna clamp me with the fucking hair clamp? Yeah. Where are you gonna clamp me with it? You know where. <laughs> <laughs> right on the gooch. Uh, Nation of Domination are out. And of course they want to try to fuck things up for Ahmed. Yeah, they're distracting. Yes. Assholes. Yes. But Ahmed's got his ace in the hole. He's got his fucking two by four underneath the <laughs> ring. And he, of course, they're not going to go anywhere near the ring with no. Ahmed with the fucking two by four. Definitely and he not. proves a point to those guys. He fucking wears out the Sultan with this two by four. Just beats the shit out of him. He shows them who's fucking 
mm-hmm. the man, he shows he means fucking business. Mm-hmm. Cold day in hell. It's going to be a fucking cold day in hell for the nation because it's going to be the nation that gets abolished. The abolition of the nation of domination. I Could can... it be? How excited would you be if there is no longer a nod? Oh, I'd be so fucking happy. <laughs> To not have to hear that song anymore. To not have to see Farouk anymore. All of it. Every single piece of it. Get rid of all of it. All of it. Fuck off, bitches. Oh, man. I guess we'll see at the next (laughs) pay-per-view. I guess we'll see at the next (laughs) pay-per-view. Stone Cold. We go back to the backstage. Stone Cold. Stone Cold! Stone Cold's in the back, and he's going to break down the fucking door to the Hart Foundation's locker room. He's got a chair. He's just oh, he's going for the fucking it. door. He, he wants a piece of Bret Hart's ass. Oh, That's what God. he wants. And he's going to get what he wants eventually. Mm-hmm. Four-Leaf Clover is here. Oh, God. On commentary. Good old Kenny boy, Ken Shamrock. And for some reason, he's out here. Uh, apparently, he wants to challenge Mike Tyson to a fight. <laughs> Mike Tyson being one of the biggest, if not the biggest, you know, sports athlete in the world at this time in 1997, with the most name value and popularity out of anybody in sports back then. Ken Shamrock comes out on TV and says he's the world's most dangerous man because ABC said so. And he challenges fucking Mike Tyson. But we also find out that Vader is going to have a match with Ken Shamrock if he gets out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dumbass. Le- this is legit here. So when they had their run in South Africa, when they had that raw over there, when they had the tour going, Undertaker and Vader were on a show called Good Morning Kuwait, and the host of the show kind of went at Vader a little bit and said, hey, like, oh, I know this is all predetermined. This is fake. This is bullshit. And Vader, being an old school fucking wrestler guy, was having none of that. And he was pushing around and fucking really not slapping him around, but like holding him by the collar and shaking him. And she's like, don't you fucking say a word about professional wrestling, man. Does this fucking feel real to you? As <laughs> He's choking him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and in Kuwait, you probably shouldn't be doing that shit because now he's behind fucking bars. And Jerry the King Lawler, <laughs> he's making. Should be arrested too for being a perv. Uh, yeah, actually. You're probably <laughs> right about that. But he's actually quite the artist. And he drew a picture of Vader cleaning up camel dung in Kuwait with a chain and ball ball and chain around his fucking ankle and he redecorated vader's wwf superstars figure and put bars in front of vader's thing but he said they released a version of this like yeah it's like no i can see the fucking sharpie bro it's the updated version of the vader figure behind bars so and and Ken Shamrock also says he's going to beat Vader on March 11th. So I guess we're waiting another 11 months <laughs> until this match happens. But no, it's May 11th. We're not waiting till next year. So fighters don't have brains? Uh, quite a few don't. And Ken Shamrock <laughs> is definitely one of them who does not. <laughs> 
Stone Cold making his second entrance of the night, one uh, second of many. <laughs> mm-hmm, I know he had quite a few showings, <laughs> which I'm totally okay with. Which you are totally okay with, as long as I don't see as much Bret Hart, bitch Hart. I'm happy. Stone Cold. Although right now they kind of come hand in hand, but right now, yeah, Stone Cold. Stone Cold's out, and finally under Bret Hart's terms, he smells blood. Yeah. Yeah, dude, definitely. He smells the blood. He's mm-hmm. like, this is fucking going down. Yeah. So here comes fucking Murder. Brett. <laughs> Brett's coming. Murder. Brett's coming down the fucking ramp, but he's taking a sweet time. He's got his nice little cute blue shirt on oh, and his jeans God. and his fucking leather jackets looking all spick and span. This guy's such an asshole. Taking his fucking time going down the ramp and why is he taking his time? Austin's ready. He's like, come on, get in the fucking ring. He's giving the finger wags like fuck you. Gonna come here. Gonna kick your ass. Owen and Bulldog out of nowhere just like an RKO. Jump Austin Mm -hmm. and only then Brett gets into the ring so they can three on one attack. He's such an ass. Gets fucking jumped by the Heart Foundation. (sighs) And who comes to save the day? I forgot. Wow. I didn't write it down. Okay. (laughs) It's the most flamboyant, the most charismatic, Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania. Which, by the way, the showstopper. Shut the fuck up. So, by the way, the way that Shawn Michaels runs in there (laughs) with a knee injury. This so-called, in quotations, knee injury that has put him on the shelf since Thursday, Raw Thursday, and he had to relinquish his title. Wouldn't you know this guy's running full fucking force, like full sprint, slides into the ring, full like, sprint, slides, almost up. slides through the ring and almost out the other side. He's going so oh fucking fast. God. Probably could run the 40-yard dash in about a 4-2-4. He's just blasting down that fucking ramp Mm -hmm. and he's in the ring like no tomorrow but Mm -hmm. he has a knee injury that's keeping him out of action (laughs) apparently and Shawn michaels the heartbreak kid Mm -hmm. is here and he saves stone cold because he's got a chair and he's fucking dummying bulldog and owen with this chair but Breck gets out of Dodge just in time, mm-hmm. gets to the outside. But now Owen and Bulldog have been run off by Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. HBK, I would think it's more to go after the Heart Foundation as opposed to helping Stone Cold Steve Austin. That and I have other theories. Okay, so. regale us. So if Stone Cold and Undertaker yeah. are sp- supposed to be fighting for the title. Yes. Why would Shawn Michaels want Stone Cold to be hurt? Might be easier for him to take on Stone Cold versus Undertaker Hmm. for the title. Yeah. Maybe he wants Stone Cold to win it. Did you know that um, Undertaker has been with WWF for almost seven years at this point? You've been saying, yeah. And Shawn Michaels has been with the company for better part of almost 10 years at this point. Do you know that Undertaker and Shawn Michaels have never had a match against each other in all this time? Really? Ever. They have never touched. They've never had a one-on-one So maybe that makes sense that he'd rather Stone Cold 
be okay. I mean, would you want to fight the Undertaker? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Duh. But surprisingly enough, these two have never had a one-on-one match huh. televised against each other. Surprisingly ever, enough, ever, ever in WWF. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly enough. So I know not to expect it. You kind of spoilered me a little bit that they're not never going to have one. But what if they do? I'm saying up to this point. Oh, you Saying didn't... up to where we are. I didn't trick you into telling no, me. No, I don't give spoilers. Sorry, Fuck. dude. <laughs> up to this point in 97, mm. they had never had a match. Who knows? They may have a match. They may not. Hard to say. Mm. But Anyways, e- But whatever. either way, HBK here, and he is fucking saving the day for Stone Cold. This allows Stone Cold to not just, you know, pick up a win in a street fight against Bret Hart, not to, you know, just get the, you know, the one, two, three. He's not here for this. No. (laughs) He's not here to win a match. (laughs) He is not here to get a pinfall after a hard-fought contest. He is here to brutalize, to victimize, to absolutely dominate, eliminate, and discriminate, and beat the holy fucking hell out of Bret Hart here. Mm -hmm. This is what he's here for. Mm -hmm. And Bret... Because Austin got jumped by the Hart Foundation, gets a little one up, and he puts Austin's leg in the chair, and he goes to the top rope, and he's going to stomp his fucking ankle, and he's going to break it, just like Austin did to his tag team partner, Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. Give him a piece of that action. But guess what? Austin was playing possum. He missed. Bret Hart jumps off the top rope and misses Stone Cold, and it looks like he fucks his leg pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Austin gets up. He grabs that chair, and he goes to fucking town. He goes nuts. <laughs> I was oh. laughing so you, hard during this. I was like, fuck yes. You were loving every moment of this. Yes. He got him in the corner. He's stomping a mud hole. He's flipping him off. He's hitting him with the chair. He's got the chair. He's like hitting him in the leg over and over again. Payback. Flipping him off. Fucking payback's a bitch here. Holy fuck. And then he puts him in his own move. He puts him in the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. And he will not let go. Mm-hmm. One ref, two refs, three refs, four refs, one agent, two agent, three agent, four agent, Vince McMahon, Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross. The entire fucking roster comes out, it seems like, to get Austin off of Brett in the sharpshooter. And he's just fucking giving the double birds to everybody. No one comes out to help when Brett's being an asshole and ripping other people's legs off. Or if they do, like, it's barely anyone. More people came out for this, it felt like. But even the commentators are like, oh, this is a little far here. This is going oh, too far, Stone Cold. I mean, come it's on. It's because it's Stone Cold. You fucking proved your point. Enough. Enough's enough, damn it. <laughs> you proved your point. But when it's Brett, it's never enough is enough. This fucking nonstop sharpshooter <sighs> finally ends. But you know Brett's leg. Like, it's wh- fucked. It's fucked, Fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, is he going to come out in a fucking scooter or a fucking wheelchair or crutches? (laughs) Like, Brett's not in a good way here. His leg is absolutely fucked. Good. And we're going to do the stretcher job for Brett Hart. He's going to have to be carried out of this fucking ring. He's not walking out on his own accord. That's how fucked up he is. Mm -hmm. But then we get to the back. 
and fucking Aaron's grandpa fucking <laughs> rears his head again. <laughs> and and he's saying Stone Cold's out of control and he's this and that and he's I want you out of here. Get out. Get out. Exactly sounds like your grandpa, I'm sure. Here's the thing. <laughs> Actually, my grandpa was more drunk, so it would be very slurred. <laughs> Get out. Um, <laughs> I like your grandfather's impression. Um, anyways, you know, he's yelling at Stone Cold. Yeah. I cut in, you a damn break by leaving Monsoon. In the background that Stone Cold has to end up walking by is an ambulance. Yeah. Funnily so he's enough, told to leave and he's walking by this ambulance. Yeah, the same ambulance that I feel that they're going to have to take Bret Hart out on. Yeah. Interesting. So after all this, literally half the show already has just been Stone Cold I'm and so Bret Hart, happy. which is great. <laughs> Why do you think going into this, I told you, you were going to love this episode. And that's the thing. Every time you say that, I'm kind of like, yeah, right. Oh, boy. I hit the fucking nail on the head this time. You mm. loved every second of the Stone Cold Bret Hart goodness. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't Bret Hart going on about how he's the excellence of execution and the best there is wasn't ever He got be. shut the fuck up. He got shut the fuck up. Stone Cold beat the fucking shit out of him. He fucking stomped on his grave, pissed on it, and said, There lies the biggest piece of crap I ever laid my eyes on. Hmm. And fuck, could this be the end of Brett? He's crippled beyond belief. <laughs> could this be it? We get Tassel Booth and Cutie Patootie back? Oh, I guess we'll see. That'd be nice. Unfortunately, we have a match. Ugh. And it's Tiger Ali Singh in his first televised match. Against uh, Tiger Shogi Singh. Tiger Shogi Singh. <laughs> against Salvatore Fucking Sincere. Fucking flexi tits. Flexi tits, as you so love to call him the aforementioned flexi tits against tiger shogi i don't give a shit about no one gives a shit about these guys no one fucking cares show me stone cold being the shit out of fucking brett again and the funny thing is is during this (laughs) match which this match went on way too long it was probably like five or six minutes five or six minutes way too long (laughs) but way too long they realize what the real story here is. It is the Heart Foundation, Brett, and fucking Stone Cold. So seven times in this match, they kept cutting back to Brett getting mm-hmm. taken out on the stretcher with Owen and Bulldog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't they drop the stretcher at one point? Uh, it like yeah, it toppled over, over it, or toppled or whatever. We'll get to <laughs> it that. Was funny. But it's funny because they're and the whole match is going on yeah. this entire time. No one cares about anything that's going on here. Flexi Tits tries to do his best Owen impression and does a spinning heel kick that looks like a fucking dumpster. Mm. (laughs) It's the hot garbage heel kick by fucking Flexi Tits. So I don't even remember who wins. I think fucking Tiger Shogi Sings wins, but I don't even really fucking care. And no one cares. But the best part here is as fucking Owen and Bulldog are helping Brett get to the ambulance... (laughs) <laughs> all the other uh, ambulance attendants are there and i guess they're like you know trying to help brett and <laughs> all you hear is owen watch his knee you idiot and like tassel boots is really he's trying like pushing to people out of the he's way like, get out of the way like make sure he's take care of his knee like it's he's being leg. that's the thing like he's trying to be very like 
I don't know. He was really trying to direct the traffic in this and like be actually helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of cool to see. Yeah. He cares about his brother. He wants to make sure that he needs. I don't care about his brother, but I thought it was sweet that he was like, actually, you know, of course he's concerned. So finally they load him up. He was the voice of reason. Yes. Moment. Yes, he was. So sure enough, you know, they get the stretcher job. They get him up. They make sure Brett's okay. Finally, he's in the ambulance. They close the door. The door. It's all good, you know. And they're gonna, you know, they're gonna tap the ambulance door in the back. The driver's gonna take off, and everything's all good. He's gonna get the medical attention that he needs at the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and what happens? I think the greatest moment that you and me have witnessed in this arc. Could you tell me a moment that is better than what is about to happen here? There is no better moment. (laughs) Not even the thongnator thong, like full blown thong is better than this. Holy fucking shit, dude. This is just a whole different (laughs) level of fucking goodness. So yeah, he gets loaded up in the ambulance. They close the door. They're ready to go. Camera cuts to the driver's seat. Who is in the driver's seat? Stockholm Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Holy shit. And he's talking to the ambulance driver who's outside of the ambulance now saying, and he's holding him by the collar. He's like choking him. He's like, don't you say a damn word. Well, there was the- someone in there too. Yeah. There was like, yeah, it was yeah. like the, what, the other guy. I think guy. he was in the passenger seat. Sure. And he's like, don't you say a damn word or I'll kick your ass too. And he turns around and he goes in the ambulance and he beats the shit out of Bret Hart. Oh my in God. The that was amazing. <laughs> and the fucking ambulance, the e- EMTs, like they push the door open. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Holy oh shit. <laughs> It was nuts. And like the fucking stretcher falls out of the ambulance and is like standing upright. Austin, after he gets done beating on Brett a little more, he gets out of the back and pulls Brett out off the stretcher and beats him more. And then well, Owen he's still on the stretcher, but the he stretcher. like unlatches it from where it like yeah. gets hooked into like the floor. So he's just hanging off the yeah. back of this fucking oh ambulance. Owen and Bulldog finally realize what's going on and go after Austin. And while they're trying to break up Owen, Bulldog, and Austin, Brett's just fucking in He's there. just stuck. He's fucking dangling, but strapped to the stretcher, just sitting there like a piece of shit. Best. Oh, my God, dude. Now, when I said (laughs) you will love this episode, was I wrong or was I right? (laughs) Pretty fucking awesome. One of the greatest moments in Monday Night Raw Pretty history. fucking awesome. Austin beats the shit out of Brett. And he's in the fucking ambulance that Brett goes off into. And here's the thing. So finally, they get rid of Stone Cold. They get Brett back into the ambulance. And Owen goes to close the ambulance doors and, and they- closes them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he closes them wrong. 
<laughs> he closes the wrong door first so they don't even latch it properly and it takes them and a second the to figure it out. When I was a kid, we had a van, like a minivan kind of thing, but it had the doors like that. <gasps> And I remember, like, a few times, like, accidentally closing them wrong. Oh, Because I was a kid. God. But, like, oh, that was funny Dude, to see. Dude, this <laughs> is just absolute class 10 out of 10 moment oh, here. Oh, shit. It was this great. This is why I like wrestling, babe. Because you get shit like this. You sit through the fucking Double J Jesse James versus Rockabilly matches. You sit through the fucking Tiger. Yeah, and tiger. that's next. And I was exactly. just like, we could have fast forwarded You this sit shit. through the fucking boring. Tiger Ali Sings versus Sal Sears. You sit through the fucking all these shit matches, right? But you sit through that and then you get rewarded with something as amazing as this. I just want to be rewarded. That's... <laughs> But that's what makes wrestling even better. I guess better. it's kind of like you have to sit through season two. Yeah. See, you have to like build. It's like you, you can't just get the best over and over and all. You got to build. You got to sit through some shitty stuff. That's okay. Because we know we're going to get rewarded with amazing shit like this. One of the greatest moments in wrestling history right here goes down in infamy. Mm. So good. I, we're going to be hard pressed to, to beat this moment for a while. I think mm-hmm. like there's some good shit that comes up, but I, this is going to hold near and dear to your heart for a very long time and mm-hmm. not your Brett Hart because he got his fucking ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> no longer the best there is. Maybe the best cripple there is. Oh, the best cripple there was. Oh, the best cripple job there ever will be. Then we go to Double J. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't even want to do the Double J thing. because Broke back mountain. Two nights in a row we're getting Double J and Rockabilly? Scissor bitch. Call him by the correct name. Scissor bitch. <laughs> <sighs> Double J fucking, he wrestles as well as he sings. So he doesn't sing very well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, more of this... Uh, uh, fucking matches used to promote what was going on with Austin and Brett. Yes, this thank God. Episode. At least it was mostly talking and about that. Paul Bear. Oh. So remember last night at Revenge of the Taker. Apparently, he's at the Burn Ward. He's in the Burn Unit, man. They're treating his fucking burns. His poor face is all burnt up. Oh, God. Paul Bear. He's in discomfort got burned at revenge of the taker also we have a a live event uh coming up soon in omaha nebraska Mm -hmm. and you i like to talk about the amalgamation on the tree hill side of things so the tree hill omaha stuff doesn't come up till later in the series but what you're saying is that we're watching wrestling and you have found something to amalgamate tree hill into wrestling well it's just i can't really talk about it yet because it's spoilers but omaha is talked about in one tree hill omaha peyton manning amalgamation dude. why peyton manning because when he would call audibles at the line he would always say omaha omaha Peyton Manning. Weird. Yes. No one cares. Everyone cares as Peyton Manning. No. Don't ever (laughs) be talking shit about my Peyton Manning. He's my favorite football player of all time. Don't even fucking go there. Rockabilly. Shake, rattle, and roll. Win. Honky Tonk Man in. 
his clone and him together at last. And he hits fucking double J with the big guitar shot. (laughs) And your grandpa, again, trying to restore order. Because fucking Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin are at each other's odds in the back now. They're going at it. Well, because Stone Cold is like... I could have done it without you. I don't I need didn't, your fucking I don't help. need your help. I don't want your help. Stay the fuck away from me. And, you know. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is like, I wasn't there to help you. Yeah. I just wanted to take out the Heart Foundation. But Austin, you know, DTA, don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't have friends, nor does he want any friends in this business. Nope. <laughs> he is a fucking loner. And that's the only way that he is going to have it. Mankind does have a promo in the boiler room (laughs) and nailing his head up against the boiler. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uncle Paul, his flesh is hanging by his handsome face all melted off. It's not handsome, bro. They had to do the scraping procedure. You need glasses, dude. (laughs) They had to do the scraping procedure on his face. He was so brave. I miss you, Uncle Paul. Jesus fucking Christ. No one cares. (laughs) Oh, Uncle Paul. Undertaker in the main event. And we got him. First in Diz Prince. Diz Prince. Fucking trips. Hunter Hearst Helmsley here. A.K.A. Prince Adam. A.K.A. Beast. Yes. Undertaker. Again, he's jealous. Anybody who has longer entrances than him. That's not allowed, dude. Nope. <laughs> Jealous taker. <laughs> Doesn't like the long entrances unless it's his. Question for you. What? About China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. Fucking China cyborg girl, as Jim Ross and Vince McMahon like to refer to her as. Mm -hmm. So what do you think's going on here between uh, trips and uh, China? Do you think there's a little bit of a love interest there? Do you think there's uh, something going on backstage with old uh, Hunter? In China. I mean, you've talked about it with me before and hinted that, yes, maybe there was. Honestly, though, I don't think Diz Prince is secure enough in his masculinity to be fucking someone that's as big or possibly bigger than him. <laughs> that's a great explanation, dude. I love that. That's good. I, I think it would be quite accurate in saying that Triple H would not be stoked dating somebody who is possibly bigger and more muscular than he is. Yeah. <laughs> but, eh, crazier things have happened. Yeah. Interesting shit. Uh, Trips, though, I mean, say what you want about the guy. He is a hella wrestler, and he knows what he's doing in there, and he's going right after the fucking burns. He's going of right after the is. scars of The Undertaker. He knows what to target. He is a fucking amazing worker even at this point in his career he's a great worker going after that fucking scar tissue and then in the front row of this match who we have haven't seen in a couple weeks fucking golden chicken mcnugget and 
Golden titties. Golden titties and the McNugs. They're here. Nugs but before drugs. But they're not drugs. gold. They're nugs before drugs, dude. But they're not gold. No. There's no face paint on I dust. barely even noticed it was them. I barely even understood that that's who this is front row. Mm-hmm. Marlena was wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. She's still smoking her cigar. That's the th- only, <laughs> that's the only thing that was the giveaway. But they're just sitting there front row. Mm-hmm. Is Could this be a character change for these two? Who knows? The gold is gone. The face paint is no more. Who knows? Interesting turn of events. And then mankind comes to the ring with a fucking blowtorch. Of course he does. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're having this match fucking as if we didn't have ambulance beat downs and fucking chair <laughs> but, shots. I mean, and this if and mankind that. is there at all, expect all hell to break Yeah, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. So he brings a fucking blowtorch as if this burning the Undertaker or Undertaker burning Paul Bear or whatever is going on here. He brings a fucking oxyacetylene tank blowtorch to the ring in the middle of this match you think that's a disqualification if you burn another man alive i'm surprised they even (laughs) let him in the arena with that shit (laughs) jesus and it's not like he like hit it under the ring or something he came out brought it it down with him he's like hey full on man i'm gonna just fucking burn you alive so he goes after undertaker and he's trying to get it started just like that lighter with the flash paper the night before he couldn't get it going but then he gets it going blowtorch is going and crazily enough when undertaker kind of woke up and started choking mankind he almost put his hand right on that fucking blowtorch mm-hmm. and those oxyacetylene fucking torches man those are fucking hot as shit like thousands of degrees like this is crazy shit mm-hmm. so yeah we we've had a few things go on in this episode mm-hmm. of monday night Raw. <laughs> i'm tired holy fuck golden titties although because this whole fucking blowtorch shit is going on China. She fucking attacks China. Fucking golden titties is choking out China. Finally, after the hurt ribs, the bruised ribs, and the shaking, and the fucking throwing around like a ragdoll, finally golden titties gets one over on China. Chokes mm-hmm. the shit out of her with oh, her yeah. purse. Yeah. <laughs> Chokes her with her fucking purse. I mean... <laughs> China's neck is probably too big to fit her hands around. So that's true. So we need a rope, right? We need something to choke something. her out. And and Gold Dust Dust in here, uh, and goes, gets over the railing and goes right after Trip. So we got another fucking brawl going on. Mm-hmm. And we get back from the commercial break, and here's Stone Cold again, mm-hmm. third time. Austin's coming out to the ring, and. I still have no problem with Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out three times on one show. Give him all the segments. Give give him two fucking hours. I don't care. Just have Stone Cold out there the entire show. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. I don't think of course anybody you are. You're him. in love with him. Exactly. Vince is stoked again. <laughs> He's interviewing Austin for the fucking second time on this episode. Grinning from fucking ear to ear. Vince mm-hmm. is just all over this shit. <laughs> and fucking he's trying to talk to he's trying to talk to Austin about the title match now and what Austin just did to Brett and I proved to the world I did exactly what I was going to do I beat the fucking holy hell out of Brett the hit my heart and he's no more and now I turn my 
attentions to the undertaker and hey dimple chin you better watch your ass (laughs) (laughs) you like vince mcmahon's little dimple on his chin (laughs) it's pretty fucking funny yeah my dad has a chin dimple the vince mcmahon chin dimple or the ass face it's got ass on his face vince mcmahon butt crack chin butt crack chin (laughs) (laughs) but while austin's going on about his dimple chin Owen and Bulldog rear their heads once again. Mm-hmm. Here's the fucking Heart Foundation sans Bret Hart who's in a fucking hospital bed right now. Yep. And, you better stay there for a while. And Owen pushes Vince out of the way. The second heart to push down Vince McMahon. The mm-hmm. second time Vince has gotten physical. Both times with a Hart family member. Mm-hmm. And HBK is out another time. With a steel chair to take out Owen and Bulldog. Apparently not to help Stone Cold Steve Austin again. Apparently not. And when the ring is cleared, which, by the way, Austin's shirt. This stood the test of time in this episode. It's ripped to shit, but... (laughs) Because originally, in the first interview, he was wearing it. And then when he came back out, when he was about to have the street fight with Brett... He got jumped by Owen and Bulldog, and they ripped the shirt off of him. But he was holding on to it. I swear, he's held on to this fucking shirt the entire episode. He's like, "This he's is the only shirtless. one I have." <laughs> he just wants to hold on to it. He doesn't want to pay for another shirt. Fuck that. He's a frugal rattlesnake. Oh my god. <laughs> he's good with his money. He only needs one shirt. But he's still holding on to the shirt, clutching his shirt while he's down. And the loose cannon, fucking Brian Pillman, comes out of nowhere and goes after fucking Austin. So does this mean that Brian Pillman is now joining the Hart Foundation? Oh, no. He has history with Owen, history with Bulldog, history with Brett. He is stooged for Brett. He talked about how much he loves Brett Hart. He Ew. was he was trained in the Stu Hart dungeon in Calgary with the rest of the Hearts. Only makes sense that Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, is here to join up with the Hart Foundation because he's attacking Stone Cold in the name of Bret Hart. Ick. Oh boy. And fade to black. My Thank God, it's time for bed, dude. April 21st, 1997 <laughs> episode in Binghamton, Raw is War. Your grade on this episode. Ooh. We still have to count the bullshit matches. That but that I was really such a small part of the episode. So that brings it down to a 4.8. Wow. Almost a perfect score. I mean, Brett got the shit kicked out of him. If it was the other way around, if it was Stone Cold, I would have given it a lower score. But I mean, you know, the key to Aaron's heart. Just put on 45 minutes of Stone Cold Steve Austin beating the shit out of Brett Hart. Honestly, (laughs) if we had not seen any of those bullshit matches at all, perfect. It would have been five of them. Yeah, literally, if it wasn't for the stupid Tiger (laughs) Ollie Singh and the Double J Rockabilly shit. The shit shit I didn't care about. The shit I just took a nap through. Honestly, if they could have put better (laughs) matches on there, like put like Rocky Mavi or fucking somebody else, somebody good. Put something better on. Perfect score. Perfect score. But even with that, at even least... Even with Thonginator being in there, it yeah. was still a kind of a meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was Thonginator versus like someone that he's actually like really, really feuding with, yeah. then that would have made more sense. Would have been better, yeah. But 
but 4.8 this is by far the highest grade i'm giving tree hill in the mid threes because we've fallen off a cliff in this season we're in season two it's true but now we are in such a great time to be a wrestling fan and we're getting 4.8s from wifey because yeah just put stone cold out there and let him beat the shit out of bret hart in an ambulance for 45 minutes stone cold is me (laughs) (laughs) and you want to beat bret hart up in an ambulance i'm sure you do Fuck yeah, I do. Legendary episode of Monday Night Raw. This is just so much fun to watch. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you enjoyed it. And I knew you would because it's literally Bret Hart getting his ass kicked the entire show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love what the fallout is going to be from this because, you know, Bret's crippled. So what happens now? Who knows? You know, how could he be the leader of the Hart Foundation if he's out of commission? Who knows? Wow. Guess we'll have to wait and <laughs> find out. Sucker. Till next week. Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. You can follow us at treehillwf.podcast on Instagram and be one of the other 50,000 plus viewers on our fucking TikToks that has just fucking gone wild over there on TikTok. We love the reactions, the comments, the likes, the views on all our videos. And we love making them. We have a lot of fun with it. So make sure you get on social media and check us out over there on the tiktoks and instagrams and check us out listen to all our episodes fuck free of charge on all the streaming services including <laughs> spotify google podcast amazon podcast apple podcast iHeartRadio, pandora deezer stitcher for another like two weeks and then fuck off stitcher but yeah what uh yeah all the streaming services dude as our lights flicker in the kitchen <laughs> it's because the ac turned on mm. nice i superbly enjoyed this episode of monday night raw and it's just man it's just good shit all around mm-hmm. so we appreciate everyone Johnner's podcast network thank you for having us we love you all and we appreciate the love back stickers they're coming sonic bark vinyl they're coming they're here come get your fucking stickers three dollars and 16 cents canadian yes and i am sean harris and i am aaron Cosker. and it's time for bed the babadocious one needs some sleep (laughs) and as always i bid you adieu and i say bye bitch